outside of the virtual hardwood, it's the NLSC Podcast, episode number 276. I'm Andrew, with you once again. With me this week is Ben. You may also know him in the forum, of course, as Arcane. Hey, good to be back. Good to have you back, Ben. Another week has uh, come drawn to an end, basically, so that means it's time to talk about basketball video games, a little bit of real basketball as well. Bit of news this week in basketball gaming, and also, of course, the All-Star Weekend was last weekend, and yeah, that wasn't uh, too bad in parts. It was, yeah, a couple of key points. But, yeah, a couple of things that you know, you and I have had our, uh, I suppose we call it our grandpa gripes about. <laughs> our old man, where 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 we're uh, yelling at clouds. Is that? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can get off our damn lawn, sort of moment. So yeah. And it's funny because that episode of The Simpsons that gave us that it was from about two thousand two. So that's a really old saying. You've got people. Uh, people who weren't even born when that episode came out saying it, so it's kind of funny that they're talking about old people, <laughs> yeah. and it's from such an old episode of a show that's 30 years old itself, so okay. it's, it's really weird how that works out, but nevertheless, we are here to talk about basketball and basketball video games, going to tip things off with some NBA Live 19 news, Ben, and over this past week, patch 1.21 came through for NBA Live 19. It ended the double XP event for the All-Star Weekend that was in place over the All-Star Weekend. And, and that was a good idea, I think, Ben. I think Live should do that more often. We've, we've seen 2K do it, and I think Live, that was a good idea for them to, to take that from them because obviously it gets people to play the game and play the Live events, and yeah, it's a good incentive for doing so. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of other games will do that. Like, usually the last couple of days, say, of like, the season in Fortnite, they'll do the sort of same thing. They'll double XP so people can level up and try and get as much of the season pass or just some of the reward elements for leveling up. So, yeah, I, I think the games that do that are good little incentives to sort of, uh, you know, encourage people to play. I mean, we've, we've given crap in regards to 2K doing it because occasionally, particularly with 2K18, was they... They did it for one day. It was like yeah. on a public holiday, so it was the timing in which they did it. It didn't, it didn't really give many chance, like give much chance for people to actually take advantage or have the time to do it because it was like during. I mean, I think from aside from Thanksgiving, I think they did it for two days, and then it was like um, there was New Year's, the New Year's event, yeah, and there was, and Christmas. was Christmas. Yeah, and they were both one day, and it was like, yeah. I mean, it worked out in our favor because of our time zone. You know, it was like Boxing Day for us. And sure. Then, and then, you know, it was already 1st of January, aside from, you know, potentially being hungover and having to sleep in. And, you know, we were able to capitalize a little bit on it. So, yeah. Um, and, and, again, it's a good idea for, for 2K to do it as much as live, and we were happy to see it. But, yeah, the, the timing could be better with... With 2K, I think Live did, uh, did it better in this situation by having it go for the week leading up to All-Star Weekend and then a couple of days afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I really think 2K should perhaps then take some cues from, from Live in doing that. But then there are some people that just will play round the clock whenever they'll <laughs> ignore their family on Christmas Day, I suppose, to hit the virtual <laughs> hardwood. It's yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, Sorry, can't come to Christmas dinner. Got a little, got two XP to try and level up on. <laughs> Mom, I'm trying to get VC. Yeah. Just, just you know, well, you know what? If that's that's their problem to deal with, that's their family. They've got to deal with upsetting. So, who are we to judge? Not our problem, I suppose. But yes, definitely a good idea. Also, in the patch, uh, updated All Star warm ups. So the accurate warm up jerseys. Nice to see uh, new gear for the store and live events. That's um, is a rocket. Is that how you how you say it? I assume so. 
Uh, Can't see any other way. You would yeah. say, but, but that's that <laughs> is a kit. Either way, that's a, a brand, a British brand, uh, brand, I believe. Um, certainly, the, the live events have been taking place in in London, so I'm assuming so. Uh, a new uh, Jadakiss track. Uh, saw a funny remark in the forum. Shout out to Sticks. Uh, said, when are they going to add some real music to the game? <laughs> Which I had to <laughs> chuckle at. And it's, I guess we show our age when we say things like that. And, and I, I have no real problem with the soundtracks in, in Live or 2K. They, they are what they are. I usually find a song or two that I like at the very least. But I, I think that does highlight a problem that there are some older gamers who don't necessarily like rap and hip-hop, and, and that, especially some of the underground stuff that Live has tried in recent years. But it's just one of those things I think we've got to put up with. I know 2K has been doing some some classic songs they've done in recent years as well. They yeah. what did they put? They did put some Def Leppard on there, um, put some Sammy Hagar, things like that. And that's that's nice to do, of course. Um, CNC Music Factory. But although that song always reminds me of that episode <laughs> of The Simpsons, so you know what I'm, you know where I'm going with that one. Yep. So, but uh, class, classic dance song from the nineties was that eighties or nineties that one? Oh, gonna make I you think, sweat. Everybody dance now. I that's, think it was early nineties. I think like around at the very the very latest. It's early nineties, possibly later. Um, either way, that was in the game a couple of years ago, or was it last year, or two K two K eighteen or two K seventeen? That one. I think it was eighteen. I think it was eighteen. Yeah. So they've done that from time to time, but I think for the most part, it is what it is. The 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 tracks are going to be what's what's current, what's aimed at the younger demographic, the people who are really into the, the latest music, and uh, us yelling at at clouds over the music that that is in the game. <laughs> Anyway, I thought it was a funny comment, so shout out to Sticks for that one. Uh, updated Should we com- throw in a SoundCloud joke there? Ooh, very nice. <laughs> uh, updated commentary and animation fixes for reported bugs, although I've heard that there are some issues that... or that They've said something that's not... I've seen reports on Twitter that some of the animations are not in there, that they haven't been fixed, or, or something. Without specifics, it's hard for me to comment. But another fairly substantial update, basically their weekly update that they push through... Um, yeah, but it's, they've been pushing through a lot of patches for content and things like that compared to 2K where they've been doing these less fewer patches but bigger patches. A, a lot of these patches are just for, for content and the live events in particular. Uh, fairly solid update. Uh, I, I guess for me, the getting the proper warm-ups in the game may be the, the highlight, I suppose, because it's the only thing that I've really seen that <laughs> I can see not really into that gear with... Uh, with the live events, although I really did like the All Star gear, it was really cool to get the the '91 All Star jerseys. I would have liked to have gotten some of that gear. I, I saw like some screenshots of it, and I'm like, it sucks being late. Like, I've been so tempted to buy a, a second PlayStation for for when I'm down in Victoria. Like, I've actually been looking on websites like a couple of times while I'm down here, and like, I'm really bummed that it's like I didn't think of it when there was like the holiday sales in that because I would have got one for like. 259 instead of 409 oh. <laughs> that's not bad for a backup system as well like worst case yeah. scenario because we've got original gen ps4s like the first run yeah so they're, they're getting on on for six years now so yeah and i mean the only issue i have was occasional like the disc popping out but i fixed that issue and it was just simply a matter of getting inside and cleaning it and there wasn't as much dirt as i thought but fixed it so that's awesome i haven't had the issue since so that's been great yeah but i'm actually really surprised because i because my playstation 3 and i did use the hell out of that too and even the playstation 4 i've used the hell out of the playstation 3 that i had was an 07 model and i had to i think get a replacement mm. f- 
for when Uncharted, just before Uncharted 3 came out. So, I mean, and like I said, I, I did use both consoles very heavily in that. But yeah, the PlayStation 4 has been sturdy as hell. And, it, and it's, been, it's been good because I had to re- replace both my PS2 and my Xbox 360. My 360 got the red, red rings of death. Yeah. So I did have to replace that. And before that, I'd replace my PS2. Those are still working, the replacement 360 and PS2 Plus uh, yeah. that, I, that I got uh, are still functional, as, as is my original Nintendo. So shout out to cartridge-based machines, basically. <laughs> original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and uh, also Nintendo 64 still are working. So it's, it's nice to see that this generation we actually have some sturdy hardware. Yeah. I think, I think the replacement PS3 is still working. I've got to get a bag off my friend. He's had it basically since I've had my PS4. And it's like, I've got a backlog of games I want to play on that. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll hit him up when I get back from Victoria. But yeah, but yeah, like, like, sort of trying to keep back on the track on topic in that. Um, yeah, last night was another night I was looking at just so I could actually play some games. And, you know, I missed the, you know, catching up with the guys online and playing and that. So I was like, ah. And in the end, I just watched the first two Thor movies and went to bed. So that was my that was my entertaining night. Better, better than watching reality TV anyway. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that update is available now. will come through automatically as long as your PS4 or Xbox One is online. If not, check for it manually or restart the console if you haven't restarted it all week. But that came out earlier in the week, so it should have come through by now as long as you've been online and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, and, and also we have... Officially submitted our official NBA Live 20 wish list to the developers. They've uh, thanked us for that, for our uh, contributions and passion for the game, and we'll obviously look over that. Now, needless to say, there is no guarantee that everything that we have put into the wish list will make it uh, this year or in the future. They have their own roadmaps, they've got their own limitations, of course. But as we've said so many times before, Ben, if we don't speak up, then we've only got ourselves to blame if our ideas go unheard, because of course they're going to go unheard if we don't say anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've seen with, you know, some small things that Live has done over the years where they've included a couple of things post-launch and that, um, you know, so it, it's still worth it in the end. You know, you might they might still get that sort of surprise and that to happen. So yeah, it's you know it's worth, it's worth it. picking up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and we will continue to do that. Uh, they're they're actually having some uh, ask me anything's over on the official NBA Live Reddit. The developers popping in there for. Uh, impromptu Q&As. Well, I shouldn't say impromptu. They actually are planned. Um, but, but regular Q&As, I should say. Looking for uh, the right word on that one. Which not, not impromptu at all, actually. But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, they are active over on Reddit. So going to be looking to get in on a couple of those. I've got an official NLSC Reddit account. Not a, not a subreddit, but just an account which I'll post on behalf of the NLSC over in there. So I'll get a bit involved with uh, the next one and throw out some suggestions as well because they also take suggestions there on top of the wish list. But... Thanked us for the wish list, and we're very grateful and uh, appreciative of uh, of that. So, thank you once again to everyone in the community who helped out with our wish list this year. Got some really great suggestions. Uh, speaking of the wish list, of course, also the NBA 2K20 wish list was put in. Ben sent that through to our our good friend Leftos. Hi, Leftos. Um, it was all, all again uh, very appreciative of uh, sending it along, and and I will be passing around to the various. Uh, People heading up all the different uh, modes there at 2K and gameplay and all the different producers sending, splitting it up, basically, because uh, Leftos is very talented, but Leftos actually doesn't design the game solo. That it, game like 2K actually does need more than one person programming it. For, you know, go figure. <laughs> but uh, did pass that through to Leftos. Thank me for that. And 
we'll pass that along so once again thank you very much uh shout out to nick in the forum long time uh forum member nick who uh, helped out with a lot of the my league suggestions and it's kind of hard to get my league suggestions ben uh because well partly because i haven't been playing the mode as much as i'd like in recent years but also it is so deep already that sometimes you don't think immediately of what you'd like to put in the get in in that mode because there's so many features already it feels very solid compared to some other modes yeah or, or, or more more in a, more in the shape that it needs to be whereas with my career we could say okay we want the grind to be lower lower or the vc earnings to be higher things like that there's a lot of things more that come the story character da, da, da. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of things that can come to mind with my career as opposed to my league but uh nick had a lot of great suggestions for that shot that through to uh to left us as i said so we'll see how that goes once again no uh no guarantees that everything will make it into the game within the one year or at all because they are they have their own roadmaps they've got their what what they can do and everything what is feasible what and depending on the uh, scale and size uh, scale and scope of the the i guess the request or the idea and that you know it might take more than a year to actually do so yeah and of course things when we suggest more retro teams that all comes down to licensing the players necessary you know obviously we, we can say things like yes we want to see charles barkley in the game we want to see reggie miller please get it done but it comes down to being able to come to agreements with those guys so it, it is what it is but keep stressing these things stressing these ideas and letting them know what we want just like we do with ea and nba live and it can't hurt. It, it doesn't hurt to talk about these ideas and pass them along. So once again, thank you to the community for helping out with that. And hopefully we'll see some great things in, in Live 20 and 2K20, Ben. Fingers crossed. Something that we might be seeing in NBA 2K20, Ben, is WNBA. Or it certainly seems to be the case. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but a few players, uh, WNBA players on Twitter have been talking about getting scanned for, for 2K. Of course, WNBA has been in Live the last couple of years, but it also seems that it's going to be in 2K now. Uh, Prime uh, broke this story on Twitter, or so that was where we saw it first. Uh, yeah, kind of a big deal. Yeah, I, it, it's good to see. I have a couple of thoughts, like in terms of, uh, you know, intention. I guess maybe uh, one is maybe it was part of the one billion dollar agreement. Mm-hmm. Good point. B, you know, whether it was to try and put the foot down and on the throat of EA. Also very likely. Yep. Uh, we know how much they hate EA. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beyond, a, beyond a competitive rivalry. It is a yep. real driven by hate because of a falling out between visual concepts and EA back in the day, which is, is understandable. I also find kind of petty at the same time. It's And the other thing I find about that, not, not to go too far off topic uh, at this time, but you never know who's going to come across from one to the other yep. and we've seen people in this business go, f- go from one company to another uh, we've seen people go back and forth between ea and 2k and and if you're trying to really rip on the other company for what they're doing and laugh at their misfortune some, somebody that you might be really putting the screws to might be your co-worker in the future yeah. and you know you might say okay well now you're on our team so we're all we're best buddies now but yeah, i feel there's a bit of unprofessionalism there i think it also fans the flames of the the fanboys and the haters as well yeah. and i think it really there's there's a real amount of toxicity in the basketball gaming community especially online the, the online between the online gamers in particular and also between online and offline gamers i've talked about this in various articles monday tip off but there is that level of toxicity there which we really shouldn't have and it's really it's kind of inevitable with an online gaming com- community but it's also i think we've got a really bad strain of it as well in the basketball gaming community sadly 
and and I think that kind of fanning the flames of all that is is not helping at all, basically. Um, right. It is understandable, but but as you say, you know, there is that rivalry there that goes way beyond simply professional or competition. It's it's a real dislike and hatred of EA. So I could see them make doing that to uh, to really put the screws to EA, but at the same time, you know, Life has had WNBA for a couple of games now, and they've done okay with it. But I don't think they've progressed with it. No, we still they're, they're there in the one, but there was no season mode. There was just basically play now, or you could be a female player in the one this year, or you'd have WNBA players in eighteen and nineteen were appeared in. Uh, the streets, for example, but yep. there was so much more that could be done with the WNBA license that I think 2K and even if, if even if the NBA even if NBA Live does have WNBA players in Live 20, if 2K comes out and does it, but they've also got their own career mode or their own franchise mode for the WNBA and things like that, it's going to feel like a missed opportunity for Live big time. Yeah, and the thing I can see like 2K doing is like. And again, this is sort of going to the whole mindset that they really want to put the foot down is I could see them really going all out in that first year. And mm. we've seen them flesh out, like, you know, something pretty deep. Like, when they bought in, like, my league and that for the first time, and that, you know, that was fairly deep for what it was even in its first year in concept. Whereas with what we've seen with EA, they haven't they haven't progressed and, or, you know, gone deep enough. And, you know, they've, yeah. they've had like we said, you know, had the WNBA license for two years now and it's basically been one small step in progression in that yes, we know that they do have intent to do a career mode for it, they just couldn't squeeze it in in, t- in this time this year and that from from what was like I think an interview with Ryan Santos earlier in the year and that Yes, I, well, no, absolutely and the smaller team doesn't help, the smaller development yeah. team uh, live needing to rebuild from scratch, whereas 2K has just been going from strength to strength as they've gone through the last couple of generations. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's all in it works so much in 2K's favor that they've been able to do this, but it is frustrating, and it's what I point out to all the people that are saying it's all about gameplay. And yes, absolutely, gameplay is important, and there are things that need to be ironed out there in in live moving forward, no question whatsoever. But you need those modes because the modes are what keep people hooked. And you look at Live 06 on Xbox 360, and I know you didn't have the 360, Ben, but I know you're, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the whole situation, is that yeah. it launched without franchise mode or All-Star Weekend, which was in the PS2, Xbox, and, of course, PC versions of Live 06. And Live 06 on Xbox 360 got thrashed by reviewers because it felt very bare-bones. And that has been a problem. That saying, bare-bones, that's been a recurring criticism for Live in this generation as well, and, and there have been reasons for that. But it's a shame because you look back at... Live was the first NBA game to have the multi-year franchise mode. It literally yeah. called franchise mode in NBA Live 2000. NBA 2K didn't. They they just had the season mode. Uh, NBA Inside Drive 2000, just a single season mode. And that was pretty much standard at the time. But Live came through with a franchise mode, and it was awesome. And But then it kind of stagnated until it got to Dynasty mode in Live 2004. And, cheap plug, I have done a Wayback Wednesday series on all this. You can go back and look at that. But... The thing is that Live innovated the mode, but then they stopped innovating. And, the, and then 2K came along with Association and just took it so much further. And that's the problem with, with Live over so many years and a couple of generations now, is that it's had some really good ideas, but it hasn't really followed through and just gone from strength to strength and made them so much deeper, whereas 2K has done that with their modes and their content. And on top of actually having you know, gameplay that people really like as well. So you really have to have that 
full package, that well-rounded product. Said it so many times, and I hate to harp on it, but it's true. You can't just have great gameplay in a basketball game because you need something to keep you hooked, and you need the mode. And this life has a couple, but it's really been focused on the one. It has been the one edition for a couple of years now, and not everybody's into that. Some people want the ultimate team. Some people want the franchise experience or something else. And now you've had another situation where you've had the WNBA content and you haven't done anything really with that for a couple of years. Now 2K has got it. They've got the license, or so it certainly seems. And we don't know what they're going to do yet. Maybe maybe they do something great. Maybe they don't. History says 2K are going to do something pretty good with the mode, at least have a season mode or a career mode or something. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a missed opportunity. And... Again, you can, like with franchise mode, you can say, well, well, technically live had it first, and that's significant that they had it first, but did they do it best? That's what's going to matter for the game moving forward, for sales and, and reception. Yeah, live really need to really go all in and all that. They just they can't be, like we said, you know, oh, next year, next year. It has to be done now. It has to be done now. Otherwise, you know, it'll... You'll just get a repeat of like the sales figures from what we've heard with was it Live sixteen or something like that. I, I can't remember but the really atrocious sales figures. That would have been sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Where it's it's just not made that dent because yeah. it hasn't been everything that people want out of the game. It's if it doesn't feel complete, if it doesn't hook people, people might say, Oh well it's got really good gameplay, but I'm kinda of bored with it because there's nothing really to do, especially if you don't like the the one the one mode, literally the one mode that they have been focusing on. It's. Um, I think they focused on the right thing in so much as the career mode is and the connected experiences. That's what people are very interested in now. But it's not enough to move the needle, especially when my career is so established. Yeah. And now, of course, you've got the 2K League, so people are into the Pro-Am and, and Playground as well. So you really need to do something with that. Um, hopefully, Live can continue to have that depth. That's something we've been stressing to them and focusing on the NBA side of things as well as the street stuff. Um, 2K has got the focus right for the most part. With 2K, of course, it's really the balance between online and offline and focusing on microtransactions. That's been 2K's big problem. Although yeah. I will I will say with the WNBA stuff in 2K, if it is coming to pass, as they say, maybe it will finally mean they actually have uh, women that look like human beings in the game. Yes. Um, yes. Because if, if there's one thing graphically that Live has really had over 2K the last couple of years since having put in the WNBA players compared to... Uh, the cheerleaders, Rachel, or indeed any other, Doris Burke, any other uh, woman they've actually tried to put into the game has not really looked human at all. A couple of years ago, I, I can't remember what what edition of Mortal Kombat it was, but it, it caught a lot of criticism that the female characters didn't really look female at all. Uh, and I think, you know, it they worked on it more over the recent years than that mm. in, in terms of relief development the releases since then but yeah there, there was a period where you know so other games have been criticized for that as well well i mean i think I th- and again ubisoft got criticized when they were talking about you know having a female protagonist and how the animators or someone had said you know to animate a woman character was was twice as much work or a lot more difficult and all that stuff and you know there was a lot of heat for that so yeah well i think another big thing with like the cheerleaders and everything in in 2k is that 2K's kind of got a problem with, with dead eyes in general, yeah. but because when they've scanned real players, they are a scan of real player's face, whereas I think 2K's, they've just put made a sculpted of generic, just generic faces for the cheerleaders and such, and I'm guessing they've scanned Rachel, but she hasn't come through particularly well. Um, basically, 
there's it's kind of a uncanny valley to yeah. the uh to the chilies and to to rachel and to doris burke and, and a couple of the other uh female characters female individuals i've had in the game so hopefully now that they've got the WNBA, they can actually do them justice and have them look like people and not uh <laughs> automatons not not kind yeah. of like robots or, or something like that um i, I think too in like previous years uh like 2k18 and and before the, the women's hair didn't wasn't very uh realistic you know i don't think that helped yeah. it, it, it gave them that that dull look actually it, it, it is kind of doll like and and actually wwe 2k has got kind of got that problem as well that the the women just don't like look right compared to the men and the hair is a is a factor that it's kind of spaghetti like and because of course a lot, 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 lot of women have the longer hair or certainly the cheerleaders have the longer hair whereas uh that the men have, have the usually have the shorter hairstyles they've just i guess they've got the more uh experience creating that the, the male hairstyles for the for wrestlers, well, even the, some of the long hair in the wrestling games for men also looks a bit, uh, bit off as well. So I mean, that, I think that's part of it. Um, I mean, here, here we are crit- critiquing the appearance of it, but if you, I mean, it's, it's the same. We want the NBA players to look right, and if you're going to put the WNBA players in the game, they need to look right they, as well. They need to look right as well. Um, but as far as having the modes, I think 2K will deliver on that. I mean, we'll see how 2K <laughs> if they have 2K face. Everything you know, just like WWE or both WWE 2K and NBA 2K, that they end up with, I guess what we dubbed 2K face, where it just kind of has this dead-eyed stare yeah. and and spaghetti hair and, and things like that. I think yeah. they need a better job of that because you got to capture the we got the technology to have a better-looking characters these days. Basically, yeah. um, they'll get the environments all right and everything, but and, and then the modes. But yeah, because Life has done a really good job of that, and especially with their face scan as well with with. Uh, with with being a, a creative female player in Live Nineteen and scanning a face like that, so it's uh, it's something Two K needs to up their game on. Yeah, uh, I think another thing Two K should like if you go into creative player, you know, just using one of the generics and that in that mode, the eyes, the eyes really need some work because they kind of look unnatural. They kind of look insecty, alien like. I, I don't know. And again, it might be part of that sort of gloss, sort of. Um, dollar I think that you were talking about before but there's something unnatural in the way that they create a player and I'd be worried about that with you know if they have a creative female player option like where there's a few generic options in that sort of sense you can sort of tweak in that 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 could also resonate poorly in that with with community and that it could be you know some laughable sort of things like when people were doing their scan face scans and it wasn't turning out well and some of the nightmares yeah. that you see from that you know it, it could be something similar maybe not as drastic because it won't be so um so beetlejuice like when they yeah well I, I, I think the main thing is actually have the the any any women they have in the game actually have them blink because the yes. cheerleaders don't blink that's i think that's the other uncanny valley thing about <laughs> them is that they're just again this wide dead-eyed stare um and very plasticky skin so I hope they do a better job if they've got the WBA license. I hope they do add a, a mode that makes use of it. The only reason I can see that they wouldn't is because they didn't do anything with the EuroLeague license when they did that. True. They didn't have EuroLeague. And after a couple of years, they stopped having a challenge mode for the historical teams as well. So I could see them just putting the WNBA teams in the game as is, which would be cool to have, but at the same time wouldn't be that much better than what Live is doing currently. So basically, well, unless they had where you could actually play male team versus WNBA or NBA team versus WNBA, 
something different. I mean, they, they, they might do that, I suppose, uh, which would be slightly different, I, I guess, or, or using them, having them in All-Star Weekend or whatever. But I, I think it is a good move for both teams to, for both games to represent the WNBA. Hopefully it doesn't mean that Live has lost it. I think moving forward, both games should have some kind of mode that makes use for them. I also think that uh, 2K should bring back a challenge mode for the uh, for the historical teams as well to really make use of them and perhaps perhaps spend a little bit more time with them because at the moment although they've got a great amount of historical content there are sort of there are some sloppy things about the historical content in 2k as well so i think if we had a challenge mode there would be really that emphasis again that we saw in 2k 11 and 2k 12 that was really cool i mean the historical presentation in 2k 12 was off the charts so something that i'd like to see with with that uh, and, and better use of the WNBA license but Nothing confirmed yet, but according to those tweets, and again, that was Prime who uh, at least brought our attention to it, that uh, it looks like it's being in 2K. I guess we'll see what an official announcement comes sometime in the previous season. What, September or something like that? <laughs> With the, way these, <laughs> the way the previous season goes these days. Uh, but... No, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be August because September is when it releases. Yeah, and yeah, I could see it being August. You're right. So stay tuned. August, Aug- August 28th. <laughs> that's my, so, uh, that's my bold prediction. I was right going to say 25th, so... I'm more optimistic than you are at the moment. So, <laughs> when did you check those dates to see what's a Saturday and what's not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometime late August, perhaps, yes. So that's brought us to the end of the basketball gaming news this week. So before we wrap up this week's show, we're going to talk a little about the All-Star Weekend 2019 edition. And I thought we'd actually go out of order for this, Ben, and talk about the All-Star game first. Because I, I watched some of it. I was in and out. I was actually flicking between it and uh, WWE Elimination Chambers. <laughs> I was flicking between All-Star Game and uh, Professional Wrestling. And there were times that the pro wrestling seemed less phony and contrived than the <laughs> All-Star Game, uh, hate, sorry to say. Um, I, I don't think that the new format has really made the game that much better for me. It was kind of competitive in that Team LeBron came back from a 20-point deficit, so they were trying. Uh, it, it seemed, as much as anything else, the fact that uh, team Giannis was just missing shots, uh, if the, and many of them from 40 feet. Um, I, I've i kind of come to the conclusion that the game is not going to be what it used to be as far as having some semblance of competitive basketball and, and just and people and the players taking it seriously. Uh, and people say, oh, why are you taking it seriously? It's just for fun. Because when we grew up, the game was taken more seriously and presented as a grand exhibition of the best players in the world. So that's what we've been conditioned to believe and to expect of the All Star Game, and I think Ben, we just can't expect it anymore. Sadly, yeah, I agree. Like, and sort of following up on that argument, why do we expect it to be? Think how many thousands of dollars people actually pay to actually go to the All. You you're going there to sort of see, you know, the who are supposed to be the best athletes in the world. And, you know, if they're only just in a jacket off from halfway kind of kind of stuff. It's not entertaining. It's it's not good basketball. It's, it's you might as well just go to a team training session. Well, it's it's like uh, Scott Van Pelt said a couple of years ago, after the twenty seventeen game, that it takes a lot to make the best athletes, some of the best athletes in the world, doing what they do best and doing spectacular things look boring. But they've found a way because without any kind of resistance, it's highlights are less special. And if you're just watching a highlight reel of the game. I think the game would look pretty good because you're just seeing the best of it. And there were some really good highlights, like uh, Steph Curry with the bounce alley-oop, that really high bounce alley-oop to Giannis. Yeah. That was awesome. I would have loved to see more stuff like that instead of players running up 
and immediately taking a three from 40 feet out. And yes, some of them went in. A lot of them did not. In the first half of the game, there were more missed three-pointers than made two-pointers. And I, I tweeted that out on Twitter. Where else would you tweet it? But I posted that on Twitter <laughs> and finished my comment, my tweet, with the word yuck. Because I was genuinely disgusted. Because it, there were some really cool moments with the alley-oops and some really nice passes and everything. But then there was also just a lot of chucking. And we see that in regular games now as well, which is why I haven't enjoyed the NBA as much in recent years because it really has gone to that style. And we'll come back to that, I think, when we talk about the how it's resembling the real NBA, or the regular games, I should say. But, it, yeah, I was in and out, and I, I didn't really... You might say, oh, well, you weren't really focused on the game because of switching between that and a wrestling event, but honestly, it wasn't keeping me hooked. I mean, I, I could watch a, a replay of either, so I was if I was going to be hooked on one, then... You know, it would be no trouble to catch up on the other. But I didn't feel like I missed much when I switched away from the All-Star game because it was just a bunch of three-pointers. 167 three-point attempts between the two teams. That's insane. And Jeff Van Gundy has come out and said that the best way to fix the All-Star game is to eliminate it. And he's said, and we'll read the quote here from Sports Illustrated, uh, what he's seeing now from the game is embarrassing and, quote, a bastardization of the game that is beautiful to watch. And it mentions 167 three-pointers, and he says, you can be a Division three player like myself and be All-Star MVP. All you do is drive in and shoot a layup. And basically, uh, JBG's suggestion is to name the All-Stars, have the All-Star weekend, introduce them and celebrate them, but just don't have a game because it's kind of an embarrassment. And, and he says... Don't need to see a game with a Game 7 playoff-level intensity. Just effort like back in the day. And like so many things that Jeff Van Gundy has said over the years, I find myself in complete agreement with him. And it's a shame that it's come to that, but I think he's sadly got a really good point. Yeah, I agree. Like, It's hard to to get excited. And, and for me, oh, yeah, there was a couple of okay plays. But for me, like plays from years ago when it was more competitive made it more interesting. And, and and more intense and that sort of thing. So the the highlight plays were more special and more memorable. You know, when guys are just letting the lane open just for, you know, some half-flashy dunks or just jacking it up from 40 feet out, it's like, it's, there's nothing there. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's like watching the end of a training session where yeah. just just a loose scrimmage. A shoot-around, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and there's... there's yeah. It's it's not working. It's it's ugly. It's 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 a lazy game. It's it's like you said to be lucky if there's a pass, and it's just it's just crap. It's just utter shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Paul George says it's all about having. It's just about having fun. At the end of the day, it's for the fans. It's just to have fun. That's been parroted many times over the years. A similar line to that. But honestly, watching that is not fun. And I think if you are watching the highlights, and I was talking to to Valor in the forum. That's uh, our good friend Leo. We've mentioned it said if you watch highlights of current NBA or the All-Star game, it looks really great because it is just condensed down to some of the best plays. But if you're watching it play out and you're watching them take 167 three-pointers and miss more than half of them and clanging them from, breaking them from 40 feet out just because they've decided to toss it up from there, it's not good basketball. It's not a beautiful game. That we, It's not the beautiful sport that we fell in love with all those years ago, Ben, which... Yeah. And you can say, oh, old heads, old heads, and like, yeah, just just wait. You know, you'll you'll find some things that change over the years that you don't like too, uh, young fella. <laughs> but it's 
it's a shame it, it is reflective of the the game today that all about three pointers and everything and i think it's just getting to the stage where if i do watch it i'm just going to watch highlights and just see what was the fun stuff at the end of the day um yeah. because i i thought other stuff from the all-star weekend was great which we'll get to momentarily but yeah it, it's just not a brand of all-star basketball that i like and it's it was never about playoff level basketball in the all-star game and it was always an exhibition of, of flashy stuff and things like that but there was more resistance like there was one play where uh, russell westbrook was casually driving the lane his defender was trotting beside him not even really trying to defend him and he missed the dunk and i said i said it on twitter and my i tweeted it out i said if, if anything sums up the game it's that you know this no defense and the, and the dunk still missed that's that really just sums up i think the current level of, of the all-star game and it's a shame because we grew up with some fantastic games over the years man and not just in the 90s in the 2000s as well so this is not just oh old heads complaining about the not like like it wasn't in the 80s and 90s i mean the 2001 all-star game i mean that's very close to the 90s obviously but even through the last decade i, I thought there was some really good games uh, the, tw- the 2010 game that yeah, was that, that was, was, one, was one that came to mind as well that's the, that was the one in dallas in the when they played in the Cowboy Stadium, was it not? Yeah, it was like 108,700 or something people, yeah. Very competitive game, really good from the start, some really nifty highlights from, from that game. So it's not just, it's really something that's happened in the last decade, so it's not just, oh, 90s nostalgia. It's And really, it kind of was like that way until about 2013, 2014. Mm. So it's 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 only really been halfway through this past decade that it's, it's kind of come that way. And as we enter a new decade, scarily, <laughs> the, the 2020s, you know, this is this how it's going to be moving forward? It's it's kind of a shame, and I know we've talked about this before, but the thing is, they said they were going to try and change it, and again, squirting Jeff Van Gundy. Let's just say it; they don't want to play. Adam said it's got to be fixed. There's nothing fixed. They can't. I I don't think they really want to play the game, and now they're putting up all these, setting all these records and everything, and they feel very meaningless because the games are not treated seriously at all. It's like it's like when David Anthony Davis scored 52 points and broke that broke the long time record who cares you know because yeah. he, he was cherry picking at half court for the whole game it was like, it was like a 2k pro-am game so <laughs> it's uh it's yeah it's a shame that it's come to that um I, yeah i think moving forward uh my uh bitter old bitter old head that i am i think i'm just gonna have to watch the highlights and just see the cool stuff afterwards i don't think watching the whole game is really feasible anymore no it's it's not it's for like three minute highlight you get an idea of the game and you'll see the the best performances, see the best moments, and and not the other crap that's two and a half hours. Mm. Uh, on on the plus side, they like people like the halftime show more than the Super Bowl, so that they're yeah. that going for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that may that may be a low bar. Not not people like not many people really <laughs> like the Super Bowl this year, the halftime show. So yeah, it was it was. I, I, actually, not a lot of people seem to like the Super Bowl itself this year. Actually, that seemed to be a common theme with everything. Nevertheless, this is basketball, obviously. It is what it is. You know, it's we have nostalgia for and uh, appreciation for something that's that's bygone now, even if it is only bygone for about five or six years. But it is the way it is. Uh, I thought the rest of the All Star Weekend had some pretty fun moments. However, you know, to to put it to more a positive uh, spin. But before we get to that, you know, it's like people say that there's a better ball movement today. And there are so many games where players just dribble up and take a shot, or there's one or two passes. And I'm thinking, yes, there are some there is some great motion offense these days, but there's also a lot of 
to say that isolation play has gone away, that every single play is this beautiful basketball and back in the day was just ugly, is no more accurate than saying that every play back in the day was a rough physical play, because it wasn't. Not every single play at the rim was rough and physical. Not every great play, not every play was a great defensive possession on, the, on that side of the ball. But yeah, I, I don't see the, the modern style of basketball being the adva- advanced and, and as evolved as people say. And certainly when you're missing 21 three-pointers in a row like the Rockets did or whatever it was in the Western Conference Finals last year, Game 7, you really start to think maybe analytics are not really doing the game any favors. Nope. Uh, yeah, it's it's just frustrating, you know, seeing what you know and basically just getting killed and, and just just from a, a sense of laziness. It's, it's a very sterile style as well, this idea of, okay, we've got to take threes. So everyone takes a lot of threes and every team is trying to play that that stretch four and stretch big kind of basketball especially and there's no improvisation and that's i think what kills basketball these days is that everyone's like, oh well threes are worth more than two so we've got to shoot a lot of threes so you just start breaking them what do we do oh we better well we've just got to keep shooting them until they go down so they do it and miss 21 in a row and blow a game seven if you just take it inside for a couple of easy ones you stop the bleeding and yeah. that's and you potentially get a three-point play by getting fouled, so the old, the old fashioned three, you know, the old fashioned yeah. way of getting three points, the end one, and you, and you can change the dynamic of the game by you know potentially getting someone in foul trouble and potentially get them out of the game, you know, especially if it's you know if you're able to target, you know, and, and this a, is a key offensive opponent in that sort of sense, you get them out of the game, you're basically helping yourself, like you're basically helping yourself there because you've taken their main threat out of the game, so yeah, instead of no no. 45 attempts of three will will get us the win. And, and if you like, don't change it up, then the defense knows what's coming. So, yep. and it's it's great. Yes, threes are worth more than two if you're making them. You miss 21 in a row, that's a grand total of zero points. Um, I, I just don't get the logic. And yes, it, it's based on, the thing is analytics, and I'm not dismissing them completely, don't get me wrong, but the idea that threes are worth more than two and it's the way to go, again, assumes that you are making them at a decent clip. And if you're shooting poorly, then it's not as not as good as actually going inside and getting the, the high percentage shot. And as you say, possibly the free throw. It's there's no innovation, there's no improvisation, there's, there's no no changing up when it needs to be. No no idea how to adjust to when the strategy fails. And it puts aside basic sports logic that this this strategy isn't working. We need to try something else. You know that that's. Not something that stats say. That's just uh, that's just logic, basically. That's what logic says. That this this isn't working. We can keep trying, but if we miss five more threes, that's five possessions we've wasted. Possibly setting up a a fast break when we've missed the three, because threes often miss three often sets up a fast break with its if it bricks badly. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's I'm not saying that current basketball is complete garbage. They're not saying that there isn't tremendous talent in today. Not saying there wasn't problems years ago. Because I think towards the late 90s, we did get too bogged down in store ball. That was a problem in the late 90s, absolutely. Um, And even in the early 2000s as well, which is why they did make some rule changes, especially with the hand-checking and whatnot. But to say that that there are no bad players anymore, that everyone's a star, and that every every play is a fantastic one. I mean, they're humans. Nobody can play flawlessly for 48 minutes. Yeah. So, that being said, um, I did think it was a really great finish to the uh, the Jazz Thunder game. 
before we get back to the All-Star game, uh, yeah. there was a weekend. I thought the Jazz Thunder game where Paul George hit that a floater at the buzzer. I thought that was a really exciting game. And, and we still have exciting games, exciting basketball. But it wasn't because they were trading three-pointers, I can tell you that much. Exactly. And yeah, there, there was an attending finish. And, uh, and, you know, one of the statement pieces of that of that game was when Paul George broke out a windmill in the, in the second OT. You know, you even stated that, you know, that was to make a statement. Well, you you brought up before we started recording the whole dunks versus layer uh, dunks versus laps dunks versus three pointers uh, ads that've been running. I find there's a lot more creativity and excitement with dunks unless a ju- unless three pointers are at the end of the day a jump shot. They're effective, but they're not necessarily spectacular unless they've got spectacular context. Yeah, and by that you know simply winning the game at the buzzer, you know, or you know hitting a tough jump shot over a couple of defenders, or you know potentially even if you got fouled and hit the shot. You know, there's there's the excitement there. If oh, it's just four, yeah, a, four point play is always exciting because it's yeah. pretty so rare. Yeah. Unless you're Jamal Crawford, <laughs> you just get a bunch <laughs> of them. So yeah, I think I think that kind of shot, well, the three point shot, it, it only has that excitement when it has that kind of context. I think where you're just going to dribble the ball up to half court or just up to the three point line and shoot. That's that's nothing. That's that's just crap. And it's not good ball movement because there's no ball. If you run it up and shoot, there is no ball movement except for you moving the ball with the dribble into front court and taking the shot from thirty feet. Eh, yeah, you know that's. Let, let's not pretend like every single play is this well-oiled machine with a ball whizzing around to the point where it would bamboozle those poor plumbers and dentists back in the nineties, um, because of this great ball movement when there's so many plays that really there is much isolation as we saw back in the day. Yeah, yeah much and certainly chucking. You know that's. It's Antoine Walker plays basically. <laughs> I can I can see it now. Like in five years' time, they'll just remove the key, technically, <laughs> but they'll just make anything inside the three-point line the key, where it's just the three-second rule. If you stand inside that for more than three seconds, <laughs> no, I, I think it'll just they'll, they'll get rid of the game. You know, the game as it is, and it'll just be a three-point shootout. Yep. Might might as well the three the All Star game might as well just be one big three-point shootout. Actually, that might be pretty fun to have like a uh, like a. NCAA tournament, sixty-four players starting the weekend <laughs> on a three-point shootout would be kind of fun, actually. Or like, it's the three-point shootout will be like it'll be a timer thing, and you know, for you know, if you don't say because there's obviously five zones and that for three-point shootout, part of the court disappears and you fall into a pit if you staying in that in that part too long. So basically, okay. it'd be it'd be just over. 10 seconds for each section of the court. See, you said you hadn't been watching any reality TV, but that is definitely a reality TV idea, sir. That's, <laughs> that's, there's a survivor. There's, there's, there's there's there's, yeah, that's right. There's something going on there. Uh, to be a bit more positive, there was some fun stuff. For, uh, there was some fun stuff at the All-Star Weekend. Uh, the Celebrity Game, which is always a bit of a... you know, it, it's it, now, See, I don't mind the crazy stuff there. And Also, I will say, though, if that was a trial for the four-point line, it is a failure. Do not do that, NBA. Um, for a celebrity game, I don't care. For a real NBA game or even the All Star game, don't do it. Um, it was kind of fun to see Ray Allen bombing away from four point yeah. range, I suppose. Um, and, and there's always some fun antics with uh, that yeah. one. Yeah, okay, that was all in for charity in that sort of sense. You know, if you're gonna that do too, that, yeah. Yep. yeah. But yeah, if you're gonna make it part of the actual, no, no, Def- definitely don't do that. But with that, with that being said, let's let us go from grumpy old men. Talking about the the game that we used to love, 
and let's go back to being snarky gamers and talk about Ronnie 2K uh, because <laughs> Ronnie 2K was in the celebrity game uh, once again proving that we're playing it fast and loose with the word celebrity. Um, I, I believe we're in next year, Ben. I think uh, I think oh, that's, that'd be fantastic. That's, so, uh, I, I think that's that's what it's come down to is that just a couple of nobodies from Australia are going to be in the game next year. <laughs> and uh, although Ronnie has set the bar very very low, um, <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, you know what he got out of there. He had fun, so whatever. It is just for fun. But uh, I think a lot of people on Twitter were in, in the in the two K gaming or the possible gaming uh, sphere were having a bit of a chuckle about uh, his performance in the game because again, uh, acting like a big shot as he does, and then just it, although it was very on brand when he missed a wide open layup. I'm like, there is nothing more two yeah. K than missing a wide open layup. So you know, I made I made the joke that uh, you know he was playing two K eighteen when they had the layup issue. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. When you don't have a layout meter, how can you tell? Yep. It's, you know, you're not going to get hit. You're not going to hit that perfect release point, are you? So uh, that was that was pretty embarrassing. Just the off getting off the tip and him, him missing that wide open, and a lot of people gift that straight away. That was showed up on Twitter a lot. <laughs> uh, there was also that really hard foul that uh, <laughs> sort of flew in there, and uh, he very generously started with a rating of eighty overall. Stuff gave him a rating of eighty overall. And I, I pointed out that, and, and he did acknowledge it. So shout out to Mike for that. Um, that you start, you're supposed to start at sixty overall, really, yep. for for a my play. So come on now, eighty. That's uh, he spent. So he already already spent VC. He, he spent his pre order VC for sure before that game. Not, not that did a great deal of uh, difference to it. Um, <laughs> I, I think my favorite sequence was the really ugly missed layup, getting the rebound and then just flinging it at the backboard and missing yeah. again. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I, I'm tempted just to watch the game again just for those high or low lights, I guess. I'll, <laughs> I'll, send you the, I'll send you the low light video I put together. <laughs> you, you, can, you can find that on uh, YouTube, actually, if you search uh, specifically for Running 2K is shit at basketball. You will find that video. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a harsh title, but at the same time, it's... Uh, it's pretty spot on. You know, if you're going to make fun of the... Uh, if he's going to make fun of the communities he's done so many times and disrespect us and everything, you know what? He can take that one on the chin. Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was kind of funny to see that. I think a lot of people on Twitter in the gaming sphere again had some fun with it. Uh, apart from that, it is what it is. It's a celebrity game. Um, it was, which game, game was it that uh, J. Cole played and got a lob? It was the, I think it was the 2011 one. And, and, and two, in 2009, I want to say, oh, who, who was playing 2009? So NFL player, I think T- Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens, because he he had a pretty good showing. Yep. Uh, Arnie Duncan, of course, yep. was, was pretty good that couple of years. Kevin Hart was okay, but also very annoying. Um, <laughs> not really a fan of his comedy style. Apologies to anyone who's a fan; it just doesn't do it for me at all. Um, yeah, I, I like Kevin Hart's stand-up acts. I, I think the, sta- the stand-up is better than the movies. Yeah, yep. or, or the the C material he brings to the All Star Game as well. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, who, who else was it? Oh. Um, Usain Bolt, yeah. He, watching him, for also well, actually watching him have the race with Kevin Hart, that was pretty funny. But but also watching him dunk was pretty cool as well. And uh, springing up court and dunking was was very cool. So it has its moments. This one it it had its fun moments. And yes, we got to laugh at Ronnie Two K. So fantastic. Uh, All Star Saturday, the uh, skills competition. So Trey Young, apparently in the dribbling section, you don't have to dribble; you can just chuck it up ahead. This is I wasn't aware uh, that's of this. Right. I, I I think I'm. I, I just stepped out to get a drink, so I was looking at the stream. But uh, I, I was so glad that he lost that yeah. because I'm, I'm like, why is this being allowed? This is surely not 
skills competition. I really think they've watered down the skills competition now that it's not timed and you don't have all the obstacles and the bounce pass and everything. Yeah. I think it's a really watered down version of it to the point where they can just get away. It, can, it needs to go the way of two ball at this point. Um, so so when uh, when Tatum hit that half court shot to uh, to beat <laughs> to him yeah. uh, in, in the final, I was like, yes, fantastic. This is this is uh, that's karma for trying to cheat. Uh, yeah. Not tra- traveling <laughs> traveling up the court. That, that was karma. So that was fantastic to see. Apart from that, a bit disappointed that the, that the contest is not as skillful as before. Ironic, given it's the skills contest. Yeah. Um, again, all in fun. And again, the, the, watching the half court shot really made it. Skills may not be required. Skills may not be required. Uh, Three-point shootout. Uh, somehow, neither Seth nor Steph Curry won the shootout. Um, it was kind of cool to see the legends out there shooting, although they it was clear that a couple of them hadn't really touched a basketball that much. Yeah. Were, uh, they kind of shot like me recently, obviously. I've just started getting back into the game and, after about 14 months. And I hate, the thing I hate about that is I thought people are going to watch this and go, oh, yeah, that's right, look. Look at these players back in the day; they couldn't shoot. Like, yeah, well, they're you realize they're in their fifties and not, you know, if nothing else. And obviously, haven't had much of a warm up, or it, not, take, not, it takes longer for them to warm up now, given their age. So. Not much of a warm up. Not really in condition to put up that many shots in in a minute. Basically, that's that's why there were three of them shooting or four of them shooting. Uh, Reggie Miller made an unkind remark about Glenn Russ's weight. Want to keep it, keeping it classy there, Reggie? No surprise there. Um, actually, it reminded me a lot of when they were making fun of Voshan Leonard back in the day. When he remember when Leonard won the contest and came back the next year to defend it, but he hadn't played all year because of a uh, knee injury and he had put That's on a right. bit of weight. Um, and and that, that was uh, some unkind remarks made then as well. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool way to start off the shootout though, and for charity as well. So that was cool. And then the uh, the Curry brothers also were, were shooting around for charity. Um, then the three-point shootout itself, uh, Joe Harris, your three-point champion, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, I think I think it was sort of there in the second round where I was thinking, because it went to three, didn't it? Because it was, they cut it down to... Crap, hang on. There were, t- there were ten competitors in the top three advanced. They, they, yeah. they stretched it out because they wanted to put Dirk and a couple of others in. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that uh, uh, would have been crap. I'm trying to remember what point I thought well, maybe he could win it, and it was before. Well, he did have a really good, uh, really good showing in the first round. Yeah, and I think it may have just been after that. I think maybe after, maybe someone around just before he took his second attempt or something like that. I can't remember now, but there was a point where I was like, mm, he could be the dark horse here. And he, he had a pretty good showing in the finals, and I thought, oh, Curry's just gonna. Uh, because he came out and hit his first, got the he ran the rack on the first go in the finals, Steph Curry, yeah. and I thought, oh, he's just going to rattle off the nine. He's yeah. going to beat Craig Hodges, and then he just went ice cold. It, it was like the uh, like he's done in the finals a couple of times actually. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was uh, 2016 NBA Finals, Steph Curry actually. Uh, he just went completely cold, and you can see Harris watching it. Um, yeah, he, he almost cracked a smile when he won. Joe Harris, it's yeah. uh, very <laughs> yeah. very straight faced. Um, you know, you know what? I I I kind of like that actually. That's it's kind of funny. He's just he's just there to compete, man. He's he's not there to, to whoop it up and thump his chest. He's, uh, yeah. he's there. To I think look. he was still kind of surprised, like himself. Like he was like, "Oh crap! I actually won this." So I, I beat Steph Curry, one of the <laughs> one of if not the greatest shooter in NBA history. Beat beat him in a, in a shootout. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. You are allowed a little bit of shock there. I think when yeah. when, when you do that, uh, three point shootout. I think is one of the most consistent events. Because obviously it's not subjective like the dunk contest, so I, yeah. I 
I can't remember that many three-point shootouts where I thought, oh, this was really disappointing or anything. It's just an impressive shooting exhibition. Uh, although I still I still don't like that they've got the money ball rack. It feels very false and a bit yeah. inflated. And it worked out that it, it does add four extra points. And I think the new record is two or th- sort of about three or four ahead of the old record of 25 in, in a single round. And, and it's it's only come since they've added the money ball rack. And it, it's felt very false, I think. Very... Inflated the numbers. Yeah, yeah they, they, it's like they couldn't. They could. Nobody was beating the record, so they said, "Okay, let's find a way for them to beat the record." Oh, I know. We'll make some. We'll give them a whole money ball rack. Yeah, you know, I, I've kind of gotten used to it. Used to, used to the whole idea. So it is what it is again. But I, I can see it being the dramatic factor in that. You know, if you sort of hold the first few racks, and especially if you put your money back in the last one, it can change the whole dynamic, and it makes things more interesting in that sort of sense. But well, yeah, there's some strategy in that sense. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, getting hitting those money balls at the end and all that stuff, or wherever you put your put that money ball rack can, yeah, change the whole course of things. Like if you do end up hitting hitting shots on from that rack and that, that so, that's that's true. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see it being that 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 dramatic side of things, but yeah, I, I still prefer the traditional format in that sense. Uh, yeah, you know what I prefer in that idea would be that if you you could choose to have a full money ball rack but everything else is just one point like you've got five four, four racks of five points but then you've got the 10 at the end yeah yeah like I I, I, like so that would be the old 30 points that you used to have and you, you wouldn't have any more points than you used to have back in the classic also uh, back in the three-point shootout classic version of it but see that would be strategy too because do you have a couple of racks where you have two money balls or do you have them all on the one rack or things like that see I, I wouldn't actually mind something like that i wouldn't if they made that change that you could choose to have a full rack to really make it up like that but to enhance it to add those extra four points has felt a little bit cheap but I'm, I'm kind of used to it and it's it's always an impressive shooting exhibition for sure yeah unless you know everyone's like it's just stone cold there's, you know there's a couple of moments where yeah the, no one's really shooting too well and all that sort of sense and that's kind of like where it can like the, I guess, the atmosphere and, and you know the anticipation of it can die down a little bit, but then someone gets hot. And I think what was lucky with uh, it was Joe Harris, wasn't the winner? Joe Harris, yep. Yeah. You know, he was the first one out of the bank, so you know, he was the first one to shoot it. So he was still warm from when they were practicing in that sort of sense. Mm. So I think that played his advantage in that sense. But then he had to wait, and he was that for when he had to go up for the second round, and that. And there was that chance that he could go cold there. And now that it's a field of 10, so that's nine other people he's got to wait through as well. Yeah. So, to get to the, or if he gets through to the finals, absolutely. Uh, I, I think Michael Jordan's record of five, as <laughs> the lowest score, is still going to stand. And uh, just in case uh, any LeBron fans out there want to say, oh, only five, at least he competed. Yep. And uh, the dunk contest, at least he didn't put his name in there and take it out again. Just putting <laughs> that out there. Um, <laughs> he is a great player. I'm. We, if you're a Jordan fan these days, you take a lot of shots. So again, I'm going to take a few back. There you go. Uh, speaking of the dunk contest, uh, finishing off All Star Saturday night, and people have questioned whether it should be the should still be the main event of All Star Saturday night. I think so. And there's a little bit of negativity around this contest, Ben. I, some people saying it's the worst contest ever. Uh, I, I disagree because there's been some pretty shoddy ones over the years. Because they can't all be great, but some of them have been quite disappointing. Uh, 97, the year that Kobe won, was a real stinker of a contest, as was 95, really, actually. Harold Miner's second win. So, 
bit of a dunk contest buff here, people. So <laughs> it's it it's just the way it works out sometimes that some years it's going to be better than others, more so than the three point shootout because it's so subjective, and you, you don't really. It's not like a a contest where you have specific things like I don't know, like figure skating or something, Ben, where you there are certain moves that you have to do in a routine that are going to be scored consistently year yeah. to year. It's going to be different judges. It's going to have different who have their own uh, qualifications. Yeah, and, and of course, I, I mean, I know nothing about figure skating, so I could be just pulling that out, you know, out of thin air. But it seems that a lot of things, gymnastics, that kind of thing, have that consistent scoring that you have to do. A dunk contest is very subjective. It's it depends on the creativity of the of the competitors. This year, I didn't. I thought it was far from the best, but really probably much further from the worst. Closer to you know, it was fairly solid. I think it was in the mid range towards being one of the decent ones because we saw some pretty cool dunks. Yeah, uh, for me, I said it was like mildly better than last year's one. Um, you know, there was you know, there was one or two good dunks last year. There's a couple of good dunks this year as well. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, and there probably, I think there was probably potentially more missed dunks last year, or. Be, or because the competitors didn't get to sort of finish their dunks properly in a lot of ways, and I think that sort of took the took the took the flow out of it in that sort of sense. It, it, it always does. Yeah. When when a player takes too many attempts to to do it, and why they've instituted that the different rules over the years about do overs, I think they've, I think they've had a pretty good getting three attempts at it this year. Was it three replacements? Three three total or three replacements? Three three total, but I think. They gave Miles Bridges an extra one or something like that. I, I, think, uh, he, I, think, I, I think he just took it. I don't think it actually yeah. counted. I think he just yeah. gave it a shot because he's the home, he's the uh, you know hometown player. Uh, I thought he had one of the best dunks of the night. Uh, yeah. It's a, it a real shame that he got he didn't get through to the finals because when he did that, yes, you've got the Larry Johnson jersey. You're like, yeah, that's been done before. But the off the side of the board three sixty. But that's that's the kind of stuff we need to see more of, not less of jumping over things and props, and more just really crazy lobs and stuff with the ball that we haven't yep. seen before. Combinations of previous ideas. I thought that was one of the best dunk, best con, best dunks of the contest, I should say. Yeah, that that was an exciting dunk, and it didn't take many attempts. It was was it on the first? Attempt? That was the first attempt he did. Yep. Yeah, and that that was a, a legit fifty. I thought that's absolutely yep. deserved a fifty. This may be controversial. I thought. Both of Dennis Smith Jr.'s 50s, I didn't think should have been 50s. I thought they were good dunks, but they weren't perfect 50 dunks. Yeah, I think 49-ish for the one he had a bit of hate. I think that was the one over Jake Cole. Mm -hmm. Um, The one in the finals where he took a bunch of attempts and then did basically what has been done many times before. Yeah. And then that got 50. I, I think if that was strategy by the judges to make sure that, um, Sorry, I don't I can't remember how to pronounce his name properly. Oh, uh, Hamadou uh, Diallo. Yeah, I think that was to ensure that, you know, aside from just doing a basic... Because all he had to do was basically do it. Do yeah, his basic yeah if, if not, he would have... A 40, 41 or 42 would have got the contest if he'd... Yeah, if so it was it, to force his hand to at least do something a little entertaining in that sense. Which, it, it is, and... yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like when Kenny Smith changed the score on Iguodala back in the day to to force the dunk off between him and Nate Robinson. Yep. Like, uh, that that's bad judging. I I feel. That being said, uh, Diallo's honey dip dunk over Shaq, I love that. 
and I love it because it teased something we'd seen so many times before, and I'm just watching it thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to pull open the jersey and show the Superman, he's going to jump over Shaq, and Shaq's tall and everything, but we've seen people jump over tall players before. We've seen Nate Robinson go over Dwight Howard. Yeah, and which, again, doing the whole Superman kryptonite. Kryptonite thing, yeah, with the, yep. the uh, green kryptonite-like uh, alternate jersey of the Knicks had at the time. So I'm like, okay, it's going to be good, not great. And then he busts out the honey dip and just hanging there by his elbow, which is more than Vince Carter did. Yep. You know, over some... It, again, a spin on a really great dunk that we've seen in the past. Many concepts have been put together and then just taking it another step further with the honey dip. I mean, if that didn't score 50, then I would really have said the judges really need their eyes examined. Yeah. <laughs> or their heads examined or something. Something needs to be examined because that, that was a 50 if ever I've seen one. Just the... You had the theatrics with, obviously, the, the Superman under, the logo underneath the... Uh, the pull-apart version of the jersey and, and jumping over Shaq, which is impressive enough in its own right. But the surprise of the honey dip, and again, the fact that it's set up to be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we've seen this kind of thing before. It's going to be cool, but not awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I was just expecting him just to, you know, just to try and make a dunk over Shaq, you know. So, yeah, the fact that he was like, yeah, pulled out the honey dip aspect was like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah, it definitely caught you off guard, and I was like, "Wow, well, okay, that was definitely more than I anticipated." You know, it, it, you know, it'd be like if someone uh, took the car aspect and instead of just you know just trying to do a basic jump over it, essentially, yeah, doing a honey dip or between the legs over the car sort of thing. And you know? and, and you mentioned the the car, of course, and Blake Griffin did that with the jumping over the hood, the bonnet of the. Of the... Of the Kia, of course, Kia, the official car of the NBA. Kia, have we mentioned Kia yet? Kia halftime, yes, Kia. Um, he he did remember he did the honey dip off the off the lob off the board, and in that that year, Blake Griffin, and nobody really mentions that. Everyone shows the Kia dunk because oh, we jumped over the Kia, but I thought his best dunk was when he grabbed it off the board and did the honey dip, and, and that just gets overlooked so often because I think again people focus on they focus on that because they didn't like that he jumped over the hood of the car rather than the top. Or so, they, they focus on it because, obviously, there's the whole marketing thing with Kia. At the that, time. Well, that too, and, the, and there's the focus on that positively or negatively. But yeah, he had that really awesome dunk, and so... it's you know, that, that sort of that cyclone hurricane dunk he tried to do was... I can't remember if he got it at the end, but where he yeah, was I almost mean, more... It was like nearly uh, two revolutions, so it was like 720 it was nearly... And people focus on the Kia dunk and they say, oh, he shouldn't have won because of that, but he had some really good dunks in that contest apart from that, including yeah. the honey dip. And and we haven't seen the honey dip that often over the years either. Like, I think that was the first... So that was, what, 2011? Before that was uh, Vince Carter in 2000, and this being uh, 2019, it, it seems to be like every 10 years we see the, yeah. the honey dip come out. And, it, and especially now that you're seeing people like do the double honey dip as well, in uh, like Team Flight Brothers and everything, it's it's something I think that you don't want to overuse it because they definitely that that gets that happens in dunk contests where they overuse it like the free throw line dunk happened that was the thing free throw yeah. line windmills that was and jumping over things some things come in vogue and they get overused honey dip I think it, the fact that it's only we've seen three dunks in the dunk contest with it over the years I think that's something that people could bring back a little bit more like if yeah. you imagine if you uh, kind of flew under the rim. From one side over the other, and then did a honey dip on the other side. Yeah, just hung in there for it. Just, yeah. just hung there. I mean, things like that that we haven't seen before, or a three hundred and sixty honey dip, or something, something crazy. I mean, that's 
you know, I don't have the hops to really see how much of this stuff is feasible, but seeing the crazy stuff that people like Team Flight Brothers do and everything. Well, yeah, I mean, I, just the other week, you know, I got to see Guy Debris, like, in a dunk contest here in Melbourne, and that, you know, there was, there was some crazy dunks and some nice dunks. There was a few missed attempts in that, but, you know, it was it was awesome to see some, you know, with Guy jumping over, like, six people and all that stuff, and, yeah, it was, it was awesome to see. I will say the corniest stuff of the night was John Collins over the plane. Oh, that I, was terrible. I, I was glad I got a low score because that... Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, the score it got was quite generous, I thought, because first of all, he didn't clear it. He, he kicked it yeah, and smashed yeah, it. Yeah, broke it. <laughs> broke it as he jumped over it. I mean, I kind of like... I, I laughed. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, he's got the flight, flight scarf and the goggles. Then he was trying to... He was taking the helmet off and trying to get the goggles to work and then realizing that wasn't going to help. It was impeding his vision too much. So yeah. there was so much stuffing around with that. And then he did a basic dunk over that. And he's also quite tall, so it's less impressive as well. And the fact that he did yeah. break it. Um, I Points for creativity, but that doesn't get you points for the dunk. I thought that was the corniest of the night. Uh, and I also said saltiest fans of the night award goes to the two Sonics fans sitting behind Yellow and giving a thumbs down. Uh, look, uh, you know, I understand that there's still a lot of bitterness there with Seattle, but that's not Yellow's fault. And he had a good showing, so... Uh, maybe get over it kind of <laughs> so, yeah. I, I will say this but you know people say oh get over get over Durant going to the Golden State Warriors or get over LeBron moving around a couple of times but they never say get over the whole Seattle situation and it's you know as, as much as I hate to say it the and as much as I think they didn't do didn't do their due diligence and everything and they wanted to move the team and they did everything like that they bought the team they they are within their rights to move it as as crappy as that is to the fan base and we always talk about players moving around, that being their right. You know, you own the team, you can move it. That's your right too, unfortunately. I don't think they should have. I thought it was a really crappy move in their part, especially, they, I don't think they really even tried to keep it in Seattle when that was supposed to be what they were supposed to be doing. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's the, the unfortunate truth is that they own the team and they did have a right to, to, re- to try and relocate it. Uh, I, I don't think it's fair that we should tell anyone to really get over stuff, uh, you know, while not getting over stuff ourselves. But I guess that's the... My point is, maybe we should all be a bit more respectful of other people's points of view. That that being said, if your point of view is that jumping over the plane should have got a 50, I'm going to vehemently disagree with that assessment. That was... I'm a ban on LSC right that, now. That, that's all right. Or maybe just an insulting custom title. You know, that, that, that was the corniest stuff of the night. But you know what? He didn't win the contest. It's, it is for fun. So... I but I you know I'll, I'll give him points for breaking out the flying scarf. That was pretty. It was funny. It wasn't a great dunk, but it was funny. You know, so. First thing that came to mind was like Snoopy. Yes, yes. I mean, if he'd um, you know, he, that's the thing. If he jumped over a doghouse, a red, a red, you know, if he jumped over a red doghouse like Snoopy's doghouse, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I give that a forty-five. Maybe I give that a nine. But. Actually, one of one of the things that came to mind was uh, Simpsons episode where Sideshow Bob steals. Basically, the flight brother. Um, the oh, the right, the right brother's point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you go. The general goes. Oh, the Smithsonian's going to have my ass. <laughs> that, yeah. That was the first thing, especially when he clipped it <laughs> and broke it. <laughs> it was like the most appropriate moment. So, so what you're saying is, once again, the Simpsons did it years ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Always away. Thirty years of content. What are you going to do? So that has brought us to the end of episode number 276 of the NLSC podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about basketball games and the All-Star Weekend 2019 edition. If you did enjoy the show, we encourage you to tune in each and every week. We do this on a weekly basis. That's certainly the goal anyway, and we've done a pretty good job this year, I feel. 
so you can tune in each and every week you can also subscribe to the show on itunes or find us on various podcasting apps such as stitcher and podcast addict or keep streaming on the nlsc itself as long as you're tuning in and enjoying the show that is the main thing you can also connect with us on social media we're on twitter at the nlsc facebook is facebook.com slash the nlsc we're also on instagram nlsc basketball our youtube is youtube.com slash nba live series center and of course keep it locked to the nlsc itself nba-live.com for everything we do for basketball video games but yes that is all for this week thank you once again for tuning in until next time i'm andrew i'm okay go get buckets everyone 